You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Right now, we are in our series, Hark, and we all know that Hark means to uh, listen. No, Hark means to listen. And this came from a caroling song. It's a caroling song. So uh, that means that the angels are hearken or hearkening uh, the people to listen to the message. Luke chapter 1, verses uh, 26 we have here. But before I uh, read that, no, let me just explain this first. Before I jump into the pe- uh, passage, um, we're, we're talking about fear, but not, not but uh, fear not, but trust. And uh, last uh, week we uh, talked about fear not, but believe. But today we're going to talk about trust, and I'll be expounding on that in a little uh, moment, and uh, focusing on the life of Mary. And so I'll be mentioning some things about Mary, and of course, being our our, our country, being a uh, re- religious country. Uh, I mean, some of our uh, friends probably who are in the Roman Catholic uh, side who are focusing also on Mary, especially in her role. But we want to bring back, of course, the real role of Mary uh, in the scripture because uh, Mary is the mother of Jesus Christ. And we have to also mention that uh, Mary has a proper role in the scripture. Uh, she is a follower of the Lord. She's a believer. But uh, more than that, of course, uh, we don't want to go beyond the scripture. And I'll be focusing, I'll also uh, mention a bit about that. And uh, we are now focusing on trust and the scripture is uh, saying and my spirit rejoices in God my savior this is Mary uh, saying that she also uh, has a savior so therefore uh, we, we can't really say that Mary is mediatrix of all grace or the queen of heaven because she herself needs a savior that's why we want to bring back you know uh, Mary's uh, role in the in the proper perspective and we don't want to uh, be misled by you know some traditions because we understand again that we don't want uh, again this is not trying to bash her or uh, degrade of course the role of Mary but we want really to understand what can Mary contribute in order for us to really uh, live in our Christian life because we believe that she is also a believer who walks uh, in in righteousness uh, in the ways of the Lord and there is a reason why we can also learn from her life as well especially in this topic in Luke chapter 1 26 to 35 so, if we may continue on uh, with uh, ver- verse 26, let me just read this. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now, the city of Galilee is a city of heathen. That's what Galilee means, a city of heathen. And it was uh, located in Nazareth. Nazareth's population is around probably 20,000 people, uh, more or less. Maganda po ang dami ng tao sa Nazareth. And it's very, very few people only. To a virgin betrothed to a man or engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, sabi ng angel, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was gently troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin or I am a young woman without any sexual intimacy with the other man? And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was 
called barren, for nothing nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you so much again for the reading of your word. And we believe that your word will encourage us. Your word, Lord, will also uh, allow us, Lord, to focus on Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we pray, Lord, that we will not leave this uh, room unchanged, but you will transform each one of us. And we pray also, Lord, for those who have not known you yet, that they will come to the saving knowledge of Christ, that they will also understand and realize that they need a Savior, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. Bless your word. We pray that this time will be a fruitful time for everyone so that we can learn more about you. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all God's people say, Almighty, Amen, Amen. You may all take your seats, please. Now, many of you probably are familiar with the verse or the passage in Psalm 56, verse, verse 3, that says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And uh, some of you probably are using this as, uh, uh, I mean, a promise from the Lord that the Lord will be the one, of course, to take care of you. Uh, if you are afraid, if you are fearful, then you put your trust in the Lord. Again, you have to understand that uh, the Lord is really uh, a being or a person that you can bank on because God is trustworthy. When we say trustworthy, if you want to reverse that, it means worthy of trust. Only the Lord is worthy of trust. Yes, I understand what we can, but that we can trust some people. Yes, we understand that we can place our trust somehow in some people, but only the Lord is trustworthy. People change. Our friends change. Our family members can change, but God will never change. That is why don't put your full trust on a person. To put your full trust on a person is, you know, to make an idol of that person. You have to always put your full trust in the Lord, that the Lord will be the one to take care of your, uh, your, your situation. The, the Lord will be the one to take care of your life. The, the Lord will be the one to take care of your family. Everything, finances and even health as well. So you have to, again, put your trust in Him. The scripture also uh, tells us in Psalm 37, verse 5, even the psalmist uh, said, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act on it. Of course, He will act. Now, the word commit here simply means to roll down. It's like, you know, uh, probably a boulder. If you are on the edge of a hill, and you push that boulder down, it will roll over. Tuloy-tuloy po yon, Walang tigil. So it's like committing. When you commit... If I'm the one who's going to translate this, okay, especially in our Tagalog, uh, parang cliche natin sa mga Pilipino, karirin mo na. Okay? Di ba meron kayo napapanggan? Karirin mo na yan. Ibig sabihin, ituloy-tuloy mo na yan. Parang ganun rin yan. Karirin mo na yung pagtitiwala sa Panginoon. Ganun na ibig sabihin nun. Okay? Sa Hebrew word. Okay? Pero hindi nakalagay sa Hebrew word, karirin mo. Okay? <laughs> ano lang yon? Inexplain ko lang yon. Kasi yun ang ibig sabihin ng roll, to roll. Not to roll. If you say, you have to really put your trust in Him, commit your trust in Him, and you have to continue on trusting in Him until your last breath. Okay? Because what, there's no one to trust to. You can even put your trust on princes. You can even put your trust on your, in your wealth. You can even put your trust in your situation. You have to put your trust in the Lord. Even though you have millions in your bank, don't put your trust in money. Because, I mean, you don't know what will happen tomorrow. You don't know what will happen after a month. If you put your trust in money, you will only find yourself devastated afterwards. Don't even put your trust on, on, on that person, okay? Because that person may change, but the Lord will never change. It is also like a person who will ask you, let's say if you, if, uh, you have a friend who's a tight, uh, tightrope walker probably, and he will uh, ask you to ride on, your, uh, on his back and say, you know, uh, if you really believe in me, 
then uh, you can ride on my back while I, uh, I mean, uh, cross from this point to that point. And then probably you will put your trust on that person if probably the height of that uh, rope to the ground is just probably one feet. If it's one feet, then I mean, there's no problem. I, you will just ride on the, on the back of that person. But what if, for example, if the height is really that, I mean, high, will you still trust the person? I mean, kahit sabihin niya siguro, di ba kilala mo naman ako, pinagkakatiwala mo ako, di ba? Alam mo naman, professional akong tightrope walker, sakay ka sa likod ko. Sasabihin mo siguro malamang, kaya mo yan. <laughs> Ikaw na, kaya mo yan. Manunood na lang ako sa'yo. <laughs> hindi, ko, hindi ko kakayanin yan. Manunood ako sa'yo. That simply means that you don't really trust the person. The same thing also, of course, with the Lord. If you really trust the Lord, then you have to really trust on Him 100%. It is not 99.9%. It is 100% trusting in the Lord. Because unless a person, of course, trusts the title of poker, that he can really bring you from one uh, side of the building to that side of the building, then there's no full trust. Well, some people try to also make a distinction between belief and trust. Belief is that if a person already has a history or background of what he did, that's why you want to believe on him. While trust is that trusting on the integrity of a person, even though that person has nothing to prove. Okay, meaning that you trust his integrity. You are, you really know that person that he can do it, even though without proving to you that he has actually done it. The same, the same thing also with the Lord. You trust the Lord because you know that the Lord really don't change. And the Lord is trustworthy because his attribute is basically really omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. And he is really God. And that's why we could really put our trust on him alone. The dictionary uh, says, the Hebrew and uh, Greek dictionary says that the word Hebrew for the verb, for the uh, trust is bata. And this is actually ver- a verb or an action word. Bata means, this word means to trust, to rely on, to depend on with the sense of being completely confident and feeling utterly safe. Meaning you are safe and secure. It is like, you know, in, the, in, in a storm, you are under that particular rock. And that rock is a boulder wherein you are safe, you know, under the rock, especially if that storm uh, is, is there. And it says here that trusting God is one of the fundamental lifestyle characteristics of the people of God. If you are a believer, if you are a follower of, of Christ, then that is the characteristic of a Christian. Trusting in the Lord always. When the Lord Jesus Christ said that, you know, you have to uh, cast your cares upon him and he will be the one to give you rest that simply means that you have to really cast all your cares upon him you have to throw all your problem cast all your problem upon him and he will be the one to grant you the peace that transcends every human understanding there is no way for us of course to trust our situation because we are but human but to trust in the lord is something and it removes, you know, fear in our hearts. It removes anxiety in our mind. It removes worry from us. It removes the stress as well from us. So the Lord really meant good for us. We are not designed to worry. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, you are not designed to worry. Tell to that person beside you, you are not designed to be anxious. You are not designed to be anxious. You are not designed to worry. You are not designed to be anxious. You are designed to trust in the Lord. Each one of us are designed to trust in the Lord. You are designed not to be fearful, but you are designed to have peace that comes from the Lord. 
Because once you are wor- worrying, once you are fearful, once you are anxious, then it changes your system to the point that your life here on earth, I'm sure it will shorten. Iikli yan. Kaya nga maraming mga tao namamatay sa worry. Huwag kang mag-worry. Don't worry. Hindi naman yung don't worry, be happy. Kasi dahil sinasabi na pagka don't worry, be, be happy, parang dating lang na uh, isigulaki yung dating. But don't worry because the Lord knows what He's doing. And you know that you know you, that you know that the Lord is the one who's handling your problem. You know that you know that you know that the Lord is the one handling your life and your situation. That's why there's no need for us to worry. Sometimes worry creeps in into our mind. Worry simply means to to like set our brains apart or try to divide our brain. That is what the literal rendering of the word worry means. Merim now. Okay? Say it with me. Merim now. Merim now came is a word wherein the word meridian came. Meridian is of course the middle. Okay? Middle. And what it means what it means is that it it divides our brain into two. To the point that the 50% wants to trust in the Lord, the other, another 50% wants to doubt the Lord. That's why worry creeps in. Don't worry. But always learn to trust the Lord. That's why it says here, trusting God is one of the fundamental lifestyle characteristics of the people of God. We are to trust the Lord always in our life, especially in this world right now that we are in. In the Greek language, the word trust is also the same word for the faith. It means pistio. Now, I would suggest, wag niyo pong puputulin ito kasi sama ng pakinggan. Pistiyo kailangan. Buo. Okay? Buo kailangan. Okay? <laughs> wag, niyo pong, wag niyo pong paiikliin yan. Okay? Baka mamaya iba ang mabanggit at mamaya eh, magalit sa yung tao. Pistiyo, mean, pistiyo is generally to believe. Be convinced of something. If you are convinced of something, that is faith. That is trusting, of course, that you are convinced that the Lord can do it. You are convinced that He can do it in your life. Be convinced of something. And a more specific way to have faith in God or Christ. It can also mean we entrust something to someone. If you can entrust your children to the Lord, if you can entrust you know, your business to the Lord, that simply means that the Lord can really do it because you entrust, of course, these things to Him. That is what pisteo means. To have faith and to trust because the word pisteo uh, incorporates both belief and trusting in the Lord. And I would say that there are elements in the word trust, and I would like us to study this for a moment, the elements in trusting God. What are these elements? There are at least uh, three okay, uh, ways for us to understand the elements of trusting in God. First is that trust God's lead. You have to trust God's lead, meaning you have to really put your faith in what He is doing in your life. Do not lead, but allow God to lead you. Don't go ahead of the Lord. Always allow the Lord to lead you. In the scripture, in Luke one twenty-eight, it says, And he came to her, meaning the angel came to Mary, and said, Greetings, O favored one. You are highly favored, okay? Mary is highly favored. Favored one, the Lord is with you. Now, the Lord is with Mary. And during the time, of course, when Mary learned about this particular message that uh, she will be conceiving of a baby, despite the fact that she is a virgin, then first and foremost, of course, when she saw an angel, she's already fearful, she's afraid. But the angel, you know, comforted and at the same time tried to calm her down. Okay? The Lord is with you. 
because she will be hearing something that probably is far-fetched. It is really something like an impossible thing for her. Because imagine a, a young girl like her will be having a baby even though she has not, I mean, she, she, don't, she didn't have any intimacy with another person. So the, the angel had to, of course, say these words, the Lord is with you. And I believe that the same word also is given to us. The Lord is also with us. That's why the Lord said to us that He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. The Lord will always be with us wherever we go. He will always lead us. In Deuteronomy 31, verses 6 to 8, when Moses was in the wilderness, they were in the wilderness during the time along with the Israelites. And this is what, it ha- uh, this is what uh, took place. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And by the way, this is speaking of uh, the Israelites no? during the time that they are, uh, that they are in Israel. The, the Lord is always telling them that they have to be strong, that they have to be courageous. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you shall go with these people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. Now, I mean, you have to understand. Now, before the, the Israelites crossed, of course, the, the, the Canaan and went to Canaan, Canaan is not empty. Canaan has a lot of enemies. Canaan is filled with a lot of pagan people. There are Moabites, Amorites, Amalekites, uh, what else? Uh, I mean, different Jebusites and mosquito bites, a lot of things. Okay? So a lot of ites are there. So I, I can't mention that anymore. But there are a lot of ites that are there in, the, in Canaan. And they have to drive them out. But of course, it is not them who will drive them out. It's the Lord. Because the Lord will be the one to fight the battle for them. The Lord will be the one to lead them. That's why the, the Lord is always telling them that they have to be strong and courageous. It is like also saying to us, be strong and courageous. Right now, probably you are in a situation at this moment and you don't know what to do anymore. You don't know what to do anymore with your children because, you know, probably every day you're reminding them about these things. But however, palagi na lang. Paulit-ulit na lang. Pero sinasabi ni Lord sa atin, be strong and courageous. Don't you worry. I'm the one who's handling these things for your children. It is not just you. Don't get tired, you know, of you know, reminding your children about these things. One day, your children will come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That is why for us parents, we, we always have to be strong and courageous. The same thing even, you know, whenever we face situation in our business or our job or our work, be strong and be courageous. Even though this, I mean, you, you have not even... I mean, the company has not even accepted your application or probably uh, hanggang ngayon, wala ka pa rin, trabaho hanggang ngayon. Then you have to always believe the Lord for a lot of things because the Lord is telling us and reminding us that we have to be strong and courageous. Don't be dismayed. Huwag kang mapapagod. Huwag kang mawawalan ng panampalataya. Patuloy kang magtiwala sa Kanya. In another verse, in verse 8, it says here, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tandaan niyo po yan palagi. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. The Lord will be the one to go before you. Even before you go there, the Lord has already been there. Kaya nga meron tayong sinasabi, di ba, sa, sa mga Pilipino. Bago ka pa mga punta ron, nakarating na ako ron. Okay, baka hindi tayo nagkasalubong. 
The Lord has already been there. And the Lord will go before us in whatever things that we will do. In Second Chronicles 20, verses 1 to 4, there is another uh, situation wherein Jehoshaphat is in, a, in the midst of, uh, I mean, a, a, a battle. And this battle, you know, with, with a lot of armies, he understands that he can't really conquer and he can't really win this war against all the ites. And I'm saying the ites, meaning a lot of ites, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and all the Mayonites. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, and with them, some of the Mayonites came against Jehoshaphat for battle. All of them came together to war okay, towards Jehoshaphat and his army, the Israel army. They waged war against him. And Jehoshaphat understands that he can't really win this war. I mean, the situation is not good. That's why Jehoshaphat had to do something. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea. Imagine, he already understood that there's a lot of enemies that are joining forces and another news came again and say that, you know, a great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea, and behold, they are in Hazazon, Tamar, that is in Gedi. Now, who can say that that is not a good news? That is not a good news, of course. I mean, Jehoshaphat, of course, will be afraid of that. Jehoshaphat had to do something, but he can't do anything. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord. Who among can say that, you know, if you are already in that situation, kung alam mo na doon ka na sitwasyon na yon, at wala ka na talagang magagawa, talagang pupuntahan mo na talaga si Lord. Minsan na nangyayari nga lang sa atin is that our last resort is the Lord. No, don't make the Lord as, la- as your last resort. Make the Lord as your first resort in, area, in, 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 in troubled areas. Whenever you face problems in your life, always go to the Lord. Don't make the Lord as your last resort, but always go to the Lord. And in this case, Jehoshaphat understood very well that he can't do this by himself. He needs the Lord. That's why in this case, in this, in, in this passage, it says, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And he's very serious about it. He proclaimed a fast. Mag-fasting na tayo. Hindi natin kaya to. We have to really seek the Lord. We have to do something. Because if we will not do this, then all of us will surely be conquered. It is not a joke to be conquered by the enemies. Because once they are conquered by the enemies, what the enemies will do is they will humiliate their enemy as well. They will try to cut all the toes of the person. And not just the toes, but even the fingers of the person. And not just that, but of course the head as well. And they will humiliate you in front of the other people. So imagine the torture that they are going to experience if they are conquered by this, you know, ites. And that's why Jehoshaphat really had to do something about it. They have to proclaim a fast. And in verse 4, it says, And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. This is already a serious thing. They have to trust the Lord that the Lord is the one who's going to do something in their midst. And I'm sure that we can relate also to this. Probably some of us are in the midst of a trial or in the midst of a problem right now that we can't do anything anymore. You have already did your part, but however, still, I mean, wala pa rin nangyari. Pero baka mamaya, nakakalimutan mo lang pumunta sa Panginoon at talaga magtrust sa Kanya. Because there are times wherein we are saying that we trust the Lord, but in yet, yung sarili pa rin natin talaga ang gumag- gumagalaw. 
kumbaga, yung galing mo pa rin. Hindi, ano eh. Uh, uh, makakapasa ako niyan kasi ano eh. Uh, nasagutan ko lahat. Kaya ko yan. Okay? Kumbaga, naalala ko naman lahat. Kumbaga, yung, ikaw pa rin. Ikaw pa rin bida. Dapat si Lord ang bida sa lahat ng bagay. Kapag halimbawang may mga dinadaanan tayo ng mga struggle sa ating buhay, always make the Lord as the center of your life. You always have to trust in Him and say, Lord, this is not about me. This is not about my skill. This is not about uh, my money in the bank. This is not about what I have, what I possess, but this is about you. And I believe that you can do it. You are the one who's going to fix things for us because we know that you are reliable and you are a trustworthy God. Something happened in the lives of Jehoshaphat and the whole Judah, the whole Israel. In verse 15, let me just skip you know, the verses. In verse 15 it says, And he said, this is what uh, happened, Listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, Thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours but God's. And that is already a comfort for them to know that the battle is not really you know, uh, about, so the battle is not, they are not the ones waging the battle, but it's really the Lord who's doing the battle for them. I mean, you are com- they are comforted by that. The same thing also, of course, for us. It is really a comfort for us to know and to understand that it is the Lord who wages the battle, not us. Hindi po tayo ang nakikipagera. Ang Panginoon po ang maglilid po sa atin. Kaya nga, it removes the stress, it removes the fear, it removes the uh, anxiety, it removes a lot of things that will, again, uh, uh, try to uh, create havoc in our physical body. Uh, are you aware that uh, worry, anxiety, and stress damages our physical body? It damages. In fact, medical people already understand that today. Bago pa man malaman medical people yan, even before the medical field knows about it, the Lord already knows that. That's why whenever we, they mention about worry, they are always telling you know, the believers not to worry because worry is a sin. Pag nag-alala po tayo, nagkakasala po tayo. Because kapag nag-alala po tayo, ibig sabihin nun, hindi po tayo nagtitiwala ng gusto sa Panginoon. We are not really relying on the Lord. That's why we have to ask forgiveness from the Lord and say, Lord, patawarin niyo po ako. I ask forgiveness, Lord, because hindi po ako nagtitiwala sa inyo at hindi ako nagtitiwala. Panginoon, I pray that you will always teach me to put my trust in you so that I will not be fearful. I will not be anxious. One person approached me the other day and this person said that he is being plagued by, you know, this, this anxiety every day. He's always plagued by this anxiety. And he's telling me, Pastor, whenever something happens to me, anxiety creeps in. And I, I, I told him that, you know what, this is not just an ordinary anxiety. This is already a spirit of anxiety that is trying to pull you down. You have to be sensitive. My question is this, what are you doing? to arrest that spirit of anxiety. What are you doing to arrest that kind of uh, situation? And he, he just entertains. Kumbaga parang ginagawa niya, wala siyang ginagawa. Minsan maaalala niya sa salita ng Panginoon, tapos biglang ang gagawin niya, uh, kakalimutan na niya. Sabi ko, if, if that's what you're going to do, then lalabas, talagang palagi kang i-attack ng anxiety na yan. Don't allow yourself to be uh, anxious, but always go back to the Lord. Trust in Him. Because the Lord will be the one to fight, you know, that battle. It is not you who will fight it, but it's the Lord. And second, and going back to this, the battle is not ours, but it's the Lord. Second is that it's not just about leading, but it's also about appointment. Trust God's appointment. The Lord is the one who called us 
the Lord called Mary to be the vessel for the Lord for the human body of Jesus. And the same thing as well for us, the Lord also called us for a purpose. That's why you have to trust the Lord that the Lord knows what He is doing. He called you for a purpose. It's not an accident that that's why you are right now working in that particular company. It's not an accident that's why you are the wife of your husband today. It's not an accident that's why you are the, the, the husband of your wife. It's not an accident that's why you have, you know, your parents are them. Sila po yung magulang ninyo. It's not an accident that's why you are, you are a, a business person in that particular company. It's not an accident. God has a, God has a way of you know, choosing us. He, he appointed us for this very purpose. That's why you have to trust the Lord, that the Lord knows what He is doing. Huwag kayong mag-back out. Huwag kayong matatakot. Once, a, once there's an opportunity for us to be in that kind of position, then allow the Lord to use us you know, in, in, in that very way. The word appointment is defined by the dictionary as an act of appointing, assigning a job or position to someone. And it's the Lord, of course, who chose us. The same thing also that the Lord chose Mary. In Luke 1.30, it says, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Now, remember that Mary found favor in the Lord. The same thing also that we found favor from the Lord as well. All of us, hindi lang po si Mary ang nagkaroon ng favor, tayo rin po. We have found favor. You are favored. Can you please remind that person beside you, sabi niyo, you are favored. You are favored. You are favored by the Lord. Each one of us, of course, are favored by the Lord. Because God, of course, will not call us. I mean, you, you will not experience, you know, having this relationship with the Lord if God, I mean, has no favor upon you. God places favor upon you. You are special in His sight. That's why we have to always trust that He knows what He is doing in our life. He knows it. That's why the Lord called us. In, in this passage, in verse 32, it says, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Again, trying to remind Mary about the baby. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, the baby has a role to play. And Mary also, of course, we understand that the role of Mary is but just a vessel. Other than that, of course, there's no more. Mary is not the mediatrix of all grace because the Bible does not say that. Mary is not the queen of heaven okay? because the Bible doesn't say that she is the queen of heaven. We have to always go back to the proper role of Mary in the scripture. This is not to bash her. This is not to degrade her. But this is really to uh, know that she is a model, okay? especially in a Christian walk because of her of her following the Lord. She's a believer herself as well. And we could say that um, there are also the things that we can learn from her life. And in this case, we can also learn how she trusted the Lord in this area. She trusted the Lord that she was called by the Lord for a purpose, for the purpose of bearing, of course, the human body of Jesus or the human body of God. Jesus Christ, He is God who became human. And that same moment, that is where the incarnation started. Incarnation is, uh, of course, the, the, I mean, the God having a human flesh. Kaya nga sinabi incarnation. Kaya pagka ginawa yung Tagalog yun, incarne ang tawag. Kaya nga karne. And actually, I'm not joking. Incarnation, ibig sabihin nun, incarnation, incarne, doon natin nakuha ang salitang karne. Kasi flesh yun. Okay? Carnation. So, that's why God having flesh 
in, you know, uh, during the time. And when God became human, he used Mary as a vessel. But more than that, of course, let's not place Mary on a position wherein, of course, she will be at par with God himself. In Luke one thirty four, and Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? This is really quite different with when uh, Zechariah doubted because Zechariah came from a position of doubt. But Mary came from the position of in- inquisitive interrog- in, uh, interrogative, meaning uh, he is trying to interrogate or inquire from the angel, how can this be that I am a virgin? I have no husband. Yes, I am betrothed to, to Joseph or engaged with Joseph, but we have not yet consumed our marriage. But how can this be? And so the angel had to explain and the angel proceeded on to say, and the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And he moved on to say, And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. It is like giving assurance to Mary. Look at Elizabeth. She's already old, but and yet, despite her barrenness, she was able to have a child. And that is John. Three months ang gap, ninyo, gap lang ng kanilang um, ng bata, no? kasi niya, si John lumalabas. And you know, this kind of assurance is, is increasing our faith, especially in the, on the side of Mary. And I would say that the, the kind of choosing by the Lord about Mary is the same kind of choosing that God also did to Paul. Remember Paul. He was sold before and he became, before he even became Paul. Because in Acts 9.15, when Ananias is about, of course, to go to uh, Saul himself, who became Paul, it says here, But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Now, who, would you, I mean, who will say that you can even trust a killer? I mean, People will probably say, I can trust a hard killer or I can trust a killer. He killed a lot of Christians. He killed a lot of believers. How can I trust him? But the Lord chose him to bring the good news to a lot of people. And the same thing also with us. The Lord chose us also as well. We have to trust the Lord that the Lord knows what he is doing. That's why if you are also believing for some people who have not yet come to know the Lord, maaring meron kang mga kasama sa bahay na hindi pa nakakilala sa Panginoon, magtiwala ka na merong gagawin ang Panginoon sa buhay ng mga taong yon. Alam mo, ang paboritong baguhin ng Panginoon, yung mga nire-reject siya. <laughs> Tipo, kapag sinasabi na palagi, uh, ini-invite mo, no? you're trying to invite a person to go to church, tapos sinasabi niya, hindi, ayoko muna pumunta sa church. Uh, next time lang, next time lang. Palagi siya, next time lang, next time. Sige lang, sabi mo lang, okay, next time lang, next Sunday. Balang araw, okay? Meron niyang, may panahon rin yan. Kaya huwag ka na magsasawa na i-invite yung tao. Kasi si Lord ang magbabago sa kanya, hindi kayo. It is, it is not you who will change the person. It is the Lord who will change the person. Even your children as well. Sino rito meron po kayo mga anak? You have children. Okay, children. Now, if your children have not yet come to know the Lord, or probably you have a hard time probably inviting them, or if you have invited them to church, they are just here because they are being forced to come because their parents are Christian, then you just have to trust the Lord. That the Lord is the one who's going to change their heart. One day, one day, their heart will be changed. Because the Lord is the one who's going to talk to them and reveal them, Himself to them. It is not you who will do that, but it's the Lord. That is why we have to trust the Lord in this very area. God called you to be the mother of your children. God called you to be the father of your children. God called you for a specific purpose for your family. You have to trust the Lord that the Lord knows what He is doing. 
That is why you just have to fulfill that responsibility. It is not us who will change our family members. It is the Lord who will change our family members. One day, they will be going through a Damascus Road experience. Wherein just like Paul, just like Saul who became Paul, they will come to know Jesus Christ. Let's wait for that day. I always remind my sons that they are not here. They are not attending church. They are not reading the Bible. They are not praying because their dad is a pastor or their dad and mom are active in the church. No, it's not about that. Because they can pretend. They can, they can pretend to be reading the Bible. They can pretend to attend the church. They can pretend even to do something without our knowledge. But we believe that, I mean, we, we explain to them that we hope that you are doing what you're doing because first and foremost, you are a follower of Jesus Christ. You are a follower of Christ. It is not about, you know, trying to make us happy and trying to pretend so that, you know, we will be glad that you are here or you're reading the Bible. No, it's not about that. But the Lord knows our heart. Alam na alam ng Panginoon yung puso po natin kapag ginagawa lang natin mga bagay na ito dahil sa mga taong nasa paligid po natin. God knows that. And there's a way to expose those things. We have to always understand that our role is that to bring these people at the feet of the Lord and let the Lord do His mighty work in the life of that person. Now, in Acts 9.15, we can see that the Lord changed Saul to Paul. And Paul became an, uh, I mean, a chosen instrument as well. Luke one thirty seven says, For nothing will be impossible with God. You have to understand that the passage doesn't say nothing is impossible, but nothing will be impossible. What that means is this. Even though there is something that we see that is impossible in the future, nothing will be impossible with God. Hindi lang yung present, kundi yung future pa. Yun ang ibig sabihin. Kaya nga kahit na nakikita nyo ahead of time that it is impossible, then go back to this passage and trust the Lord. And remember this, that nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing. The scripture also is clear in Jeremiah 32, 17 that says, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. Now, if you are a long-time Christian, I believe that you know this song. You are an 80s Christian. Alam mong, alam mong kantahin itong kantang ito. Okay? Pero sa mga baguhang krisyano katulad namin, okay? <laughs> Sino ka rin pa repent? Okay? <laughs> alam kong kinakanta mo na to sa iyong puso. Okay? Nothing is so difficult for you. There is nothing that will be difficult for the Lord because everything, of course, is possible for the Lord. In Matthew 19, 26, also it says, And Jesus, looking upon them, said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord's appointment. God is the one who chose you. And remember this, nothing is impossible with God. For men, it may be impossible. But for Him, there's nothing that is impossible. I, just, uh, I was reminded of a story of this young woman. Now, probably some of you have already heard this, but it is worth repeating. This, this young lady, uh, she's a Christian, and then she's a single Christian during the time. And then somebody is courting her. Now, this somebody is courting her is not yet a Christian. But however, since she, always, I mean, she found out that this guy is already attending a church, 
and she also saw that this guy is like, you know, enjoying the worship already. And this guy is also raising up his hands and singing the song. And so what she did was to say yes to him. Now, who can say that kaya mo mag-pretend na magtaas ng kamay at kumanta-kanta para lang doon sa babaeng nililigawan mo? Kung talagang gusto mo yung babae, kunyari, aaten ka. May, pata, may pataas-taas pa na ka. May pa, pikit-pikit pa. May paiyak-iyak pa. Pero ang puso mo talaga, hindi naman talaga kay Lord. Merong ganon. That's why, when they were married, then the true color came. Lumabas ang tunay na kulay. What happened is that this guy is a drunkard. And the guy invited his friends over to the house. And the woman... Of course, she's already married to the guy. She has to do her role and responsibility because she was called by the Lord to be the wife of the husband. She, she must not leave her husband. She must not be separated from her husband, but she must stand by his husband because they are her husband because they are married. And so whenever the husband asks her to you know, cook some pulutan for them, then the wife will ask permission from the music ministry and say, I can attend the music ministry. Is it okay? Because my husband needs me. Walang magluluto ng pulutan eh. <laughs> so, and wala rin bubili ng beer para sa husband ko. So, siya ngayon nag- nauutusan. While attending church, she just continue on lifting her husband to the Lord, praying that the Lord will be the one to change her husband. Every, I mean, Every time that she writes her uh, prayer request, it's always pray for my husband, pray for my husband. My husband will come to know the Lord. And after, you know, several years, to cut a long story short, her husband became a believer. Her husband became a believer. Come on, let's give God a praise. Her husband became a believer. And her husband, I mean, this is a real story. Her husband did not only become a believer, her husband became a pastor. Pero hindi ako yun, okay? Hindi ako yun, ha? Okay, inilinihaw ko lang, hindi ako yun, okay? I'm not that one. I'm not a guy. <laughs> I'm the guy. Her husband became pastor. And you know what? This is one thing. They asked the husband, why did you embrace the Lord? What happened? Why did you believe the Lord? Why did you trust the Lord? The husband said and revealed, the reason why I embraced the Lord, it's because I saw the changed life in my wife. That despite the fact that I'm mocking her, insulting her, and trying to force her from not attending the, the church, still, her love for me remains the same. Kita niya yung pagbabago. The reason why she came to know, he came to know the Lord and committed his life to the Lord. Ibang Diyos itong binaworship ng asawa ko na binago siya ng gusto. Kaya binigay niya ang kanyang buhay sa Panginoon. The same thing also with us. We have to always understand that trusting the Lord means also that the people should see the changed life in us as well. Because people will not trust the Lord unless they see the changed th- testimony in us, in our very lives. Trust God's appointment. God has a purpose. That's why He called you in that particular field, in that particular family, in that particular work. You have to trust Him. He knows what He is doing. Alam ni Lord yung ginagawa niya. Hindi natin alam. Alam ni Lord yon. Tra- lastly, sa trust God's word. You have to go back to the word of the Lord. In Luke chapter 113, it says, And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. According to your word, meaning Mary had to trust the word of the Lord in this case. Because she, she can't understand anymore. How can this be? 
the angel explained to her that this is what is going to happen, that the, you know, the Holy Spirit will do his work and the, the Most High will also overpower him. But of course, I mean, this, this is really impossible for her, but she trusted the Lord. Now, there is a place in Bavaria, Germany, kasi ang alam lang natin Bavaria yung kinakain. Pero bang Bavaria po kasi ano yan, lugar po yan, okay? <laughs> Bavarian, okay? Yung alam natin, yung kinakain lang, okay? Bavarian. Bavaria is in Germany. And this, there's a place in Bavaria, Germany that if you're there, then you, you can really benefit from, you know, a lot of things. Uh, I mean, there's a place there that you can explore. And it's like an adventure also. Now, this is... Um, what it says about their place. Now, the guests looking for more air and an extreme camping experience can choose to sleep on an overhanging platform positioned amongst huge cliff faces measuring between 1,000 and 2,000 meters, around 3,280 to 6,562 feet high. Now, imagine the height. However, if that's just a little too extreme for your liking, the resort also offers easier sleeping options, including cliff platforms between 100 and 300 meters, around 328 to 984 feet high, or three platforms suspended between two or four trees with easy descent to the ground at any time. Now, this is really adventure. And I would say that, I mean, if you don't have the heart to do this, then don't do this. Because the picture of this is like this. You will be sleeping on this. <laughs> this high. Magbibigay ka ng 1,000 plus dollar para lang takutin ka. Naku, di ba rin lang, okay? Kumbaga, baka mamaya bumigay. Pero again, people are trusting them for that. People are trusting their word for that. That it won't break. The same thing also with the cliff. Imagine. Okay? On the cliff of a mountain, you'll be there sightseeing, I mean, looking at the cliff, at the side of the cliff, and trusting them that, that I mean, that the rope will really <laughs> hold them. Not just that. There's also another thing. You will be in the midst of the shark, sleeping in the midst of the shark. And it says here, the underwater bedroom is located at Francis Aquarium de Paris. Wow. And what if the, gla- if the glass breaks? Goodbye. But they trust, okay? The owner of this resort, the owner of these things, if people will trust people, how much more God? How much more God? That our God is unchanging, our God is reliable, our God is trustworthy. I mean, if people can trust people in that area. John chapter 2, 3-5 says, When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They're out of wine. Jesus said to her, Why did you come to me? My time has yet come. Mary is trying to of course, push uh, her, her plans already. But Jesus Christ said, no, it's not yet my time. And Jesus said, his mother told the servers, do whatever he tells you. Now, my question is this. What is the Lord telling you to do right now? What are the promises of the Lord for you? What is the Lord trying to tell you? And sometimes there's, uh, you are trying to hold back and say, Lord, I can't do that. Remember, the Lord wants you to get married. I mean, if you are staying on one roof and you are not married and you're trying to, you know, portray to the people that you are, uh, you are married, but, yeah, but, but really, you're not really married, I hope that you will listen to the voice of the Lord and ponder upon that because the Lord has a plan for you. The point is that some people will try to ignore that. If you are a single person, Kung single po kayo, then please, don't do the things that the married people are doing. There is a proper time for that. 
don't do the things that you are doing just because you are so much entangled with your emotion. Listen and heed the voice of the Lord. That is sin. And I would be straightforward to say this. If you are single and you're doing something that is not right in the eyes of the Lord, that is fornication. And if also you are married, if you are not married, and if you have, you know, you're committed to someone, and you have also have relationship with one another, let me also say this with love. The Bible says that that is adultery, and we have to really heed the word of the Lord, because that is not right in the eyes of the Lord. Do whatever He tells you. What is the Lord trying to tell us? You know what, Mary, I mean Moses, when he was in the wilderness, this is what happened during the time. The Lord had to tell Moses about something. In Numbers chapter 20, verse 8, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron, your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water, so you shall bring water out of the rock for them and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. The Lord told Moses very clearly. He said, Tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. Tell. Tell. In the next passage, and Moses lifted up his hand, verse 11, and struck the rock. Instead of telling the rock, he struck the rock not once, but twice. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank and their livestock. Now, you notice that the Lord honored, of course, the faith of Moses, but however, Moses did not obey. There is a consequence for that. As a result of that, in verse 12, And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me, to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people. Because whenever we don't follow the Lord, it is like saying to the people, the Lord is not holy. You have to always go back and think about this. If you will not follow and heed the word of the Lord, it is like saying, Lord, you are not holy. You are not really true. You can't be trusted. I have to do the things that I'm doing. And that's what happened to Moses. It is, not, it's, it is like not treating the Lord holy, not upholding him as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. There is a consequence. And the point is that we don't, we don't want to go into this kind of you know, uh, path. Hebrews 4.12 says, Alam mo ang salta ng Panginoon po, masakit. Pagka tumagos, talagang, talagang tumutusok po talaga. Hindi lang dito, tagos ang galikod. Kaya I hope that you will, I mean, I'm not the one saying this, but it's, I'm just quoting the word of the Lord. Sometimes, you know, ang, okay lang po kapag halimbawang we are trying to, you know, uh, laugh and, and sometimes uh, smile about you know the things that are in the church whenever we hear. But there are times when we have to really cut it using the sword of the Lord. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart, says Hebrews 4.12. And once the word of the Lord cuts us, it changes us, it transforms us. And that's what the word of the Lord is doing. It really puts us to trust in Him always. Pinagkakatiwalaan po natin ng gusto ang Panginoon dahil sa ang salita po ng Panginoon ay hindi po nagbabago. Tuloy-tuloy pa rin ang salita ng Panginoon. Isaiah 55.11 says, My word which comes from my mouth is like the rain and snow. It will not come back to me without results. It will accomplish whatever I want and achieve whatever I send it to do. The word of the Lord will be fulfilled and it will be fulfilled. Why? Because the one who said this is trustworthy. Dr. Charles Swindle has this to say. And he said, we must cease striving and trust God to provide what he thinks is best 
and in whatever time He chooses to make it available. But this kind of trusting doesn't come naturally. It's a spiritual crisis of the will in which we must choose to exercise faith. We have to exercise our faith whenever we hear the word of the Lord, exercise your faith. And sometimes we are already in the crisis. Choose to trust the Lord. Choose to exercise your faith. Before I end, let me tell you a story about this person who approached me yesterday. This guy told me about you know, their, their trials in their life as a family. He told me that, Pastor, I have no job for the longest time. And I've already applied you know, to many companies. Probably I can't really count anymore the number of resumes and CVs that I have you know, gave, given to those companies. Probably it's more than 200 already or almost 200 or more than 200 CVs already. And sometimes whenever this company calls me, I just you know, try to brush it off and say, ah, pareho rin naman. And that's why what he did was to gather his whole family and, and, and encourage them and say, what we need to do right now is to unite. You know, we can only stay here in Metro Manila until December 1. If December 1 comes, we have to pack and leave Metro Manila and go back to the province. Now, this guy has a very, very stable job before. I know the guy personally, and he has a stable job before. And they gave the Lord a deadline. Lord, you have to move. Because if December 1 comes and we have not even paid, you know, even for our house or probably paid off a lot of things. This is only the, this is the money that we have in the bank. It's already small. It's depleting already, Lord. Save us. And literally, they are really praying, asking God to save them. Literally. And when he was already in front of that particular company that he's praying for, I asked him prior to that, sabi ko, what company do you really like? Yung alamong, yung talaga nasa puso mo. And we'll pray for that. And then he told me the company and then we prayed for it. And then when he was already in front of that company in a coffee shop, the building of that company is right in front of him. What he did was to lay hands again on that company and say, Lord, I ask that you open that door. And he trusted the Lord that the Lord is the one who's going to open that company for him. And he said, Lord, save us because we don't know what to do anymore. We've already done our part. And this time, if December 1 comes, we really have to pack and live. And I, I mean that the life of their children, especially that they are, uh, they are uh, enrolled in a school here, will of course change because if they are already back again in, that particular, in, the, in their province. When his wife came in that uh, coffee shop, he received a text. And the text that he received is congratulating him and saying that he got the job. I mean, you're talking about not just months, but even years of really believing the Lord. Not just that, after a few minutes, the company also called up and said, congratulations, the vice president of the company chose you to get that particular position. And hindi niya malaman kung iiyak siya o tatawa siya, matutuwa siya right at the very moment. Sabi niya, alam mo, as in talagang the Lord really is right on time. And when was that? That was probably a few days, three days prior to December 1. Imagine how the Lord moved. And this is what he said, sabi niya, iba talaga si Lord. 
what he did was really to allow us to go through that in order to test our faith and to increase our faith so that we will always trust in him because he knows what he is doing and right now this is Monday will be his first day of job and and he sees sabi niya, the Lord really has a plan and a purpose come on give God a praise the Lord really has a plan and a purpose how about you I believe that you are also trusting and believing the Lord for something don't give up do not stop but continue to believe the Lord for something 2017 is another year for us you're believing something for your family for your life for your health for your children hang on to that if you think it's impossible then go back to the verse nothing will be impossible with our God nothing will be impossible always inject the Lord in your very life elements of trusting God trust God's lead trust God's appointment and trust God's word can we all stand up right now Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says and let us read all together all together let's read this trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths bow down your head for a moment Lord we trust in you we trust in you if your prayer right now is that pastor pray for me that my trust in the Lord will not wane but it will always continue on there are times that I doubt there are times that I worry there are times that I became so anxious but help me pray for me that I will always put my trust in Him trust His leading trust His appointment trust also His word for my family for my children for my marriage for my situation right now I don't know what to do anymore but I will just trust Him if that is your prayer, I'd like you to just raise up your hand right now. And let me pray for you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, step in in their situation. Step in, Lord. Your children doesn't know anymore what to do. Just like Joshua, that he needs to put his trust on you. Despite the vast horde of enemy that are coming in, still, you're going to fight the battle for them. Lord, I pray that may they feel that you're the one who's going to fight the battle for them, Lord. Holy Spirit, reassure them. Holy Spirit, remind them of your word. Holy Spirit, do your mighty work in their life, Lord. If they are believing for healing, Lord, step in and bring healing to their body. If they are believing for restoration in their relationship, Lord, step in and bring restoration in their marriage and even their family members as well. If they are believing for a financial breakthrough, Lord, step in and provide, Lord, that financial provision, Lord, for them. Truly, Lord, that you are a trustworthy God. And today, we break, Lord, any spirit of worry. We break, Lord God, the spirit of doubt. We break the spirit of fear. We command this spirit to live in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask, Lord, that you will grant, Lord, your people the peace that comes from you and you alone. Let our mind not be divided, 
But let our mind, Lord God, always focus on you. Salamat po ng maraming Panginoon. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Hallelujah.